everybody. What's going on? Rob Sesternino back so soon with some more amazing race coverage. And so uh, we have an exit interview with our fourth place amazing race finishing team from Amazing Race 31. And I'll give you a couple seconds to get out of here if you are not yet spoiled. But it is going to be Nicole and Victor. Yes. Okay. The, uh, this went back and forth uh, a couple of times. Uh, we were originally scheduled to talk to them today. Uh, we had gotten word earlier in the week that uh, Nicole and Victor were going to pass on doing Exit Press here on RHAP. But luckily, we were able to uh, get everything sorted out on any uh, misunderstandings or confusion uh, that might have been going on. So I'm very happy to say that uh, Nicole and Victor will be calling in and we will talk to them about their run here on The Amazing Race. We had our big Amazing Race finale recap. Myself, Jessica Lees, and Mike Bloom, our Amazing Race team, got together and talked about that big finale and everything that was going on there of what Jessica Lease is calling the best amazing race season ever. Don't at her. Uh, and a lot of fun was had by the three of us on Thursday night. Of course, also, I have my amazing race exit interviews up with the other three teams from the finale, Colin and Christy, Tyler and Corey, and the Afghanimals. That's all up on robhasawebsite.com. Okay, let's go ahead and patch in uh, Nicole and Victor, who are on the line. Nicole and Victor, how, how are you? Hey, we're doing great. Finally back home and settled in. (laughs) Well, thank you both uh, very much for coming on and talking with me about your experience uh, on the race. Uh, First off, I I know you guys were were part of a a big event the other night. What would you have going on? Yeah, so we uh, went to Dallas for Travelocity, had a finale party for us, and um, most of the teams gathered over there. It was a great time, and we had a live podcast over there for Coco Caliente Podcast, which you should come on at some point. Um, (laughs) We'd love love to. Yeah, and it was just a great time to see all the all the you know other racers in an environment that was not competitive. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it was nice, and it, it was just a, a great time, and and it was a bittersweet moment to watch our uh, our departure from the race. Uh, yeah. But it was it was still a great time. Well, you guys had a great run in the Amazing Race, uh, being the last team that's not from the Amazing Race to survive uh, to this point in the Final Four. But I have to imagine that it was uh, very difficult for the two of you because that there certainly was a familiarity for all the other Amazing Race teams. Uh, how difficult was, was uh, that adversity to have all the other teams being from the Amazing Race towards the end of the show it was just a little difficult it was difficult because i think we made it more difficult than we should have because it was just in our minds all the time um but we knew like we weren't half bad i mean getting like four second places we're like hey every time we did that we're like we're not that bad so it would give us like a little bit of confidence but then like looking around and knowing that they're like cream of the crop race teams it was intimidating and it was something um, that we thought about a lot and it was kind of like, sometimes like, did we deserve to be here? Like, I know we're working our butts off and we're like, you know, even just making it barely some legs, but every time it's just like, we just didn't want to be last. And so it, it was just crazy even beating team fun or like making it further than them. 
What's the biggest difference about running the Amazing Race coming from Big Brother? Um, it's it, they're two completely, and I would say uh, that Amazing Race is more difficult in the sense of every day is go go go. Uh, there's no I'm okay because my my friend is the HOH, or I'm not on the block this week. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a target, or I made it past the veto, so I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know, every leg of the race you can go home. And even once the leg is over and you hit that mat, you know, the next day you're going to be up and at them again to go through the same hardships and you don't know what's coming. You don't know what the competitions are going to be and you can get lost at any time. There's no GPS to tell you if you're going the right way. So just that and the added physicality and the mental struggle and and you get back to the room and you try to decompress from day to get ready from the next day. and, And you're going over like, what could we have done better? Why didn't we do this? And, I don't know. It's just no, a lot. No relax. No yeah. relax time. Like really, even the downtime isn't like downtime. Um, yeah, it's not like you can't lounge outside and soak in the sun and go eat food and cook and all that like you do in Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, and they're just, I mean. There is a little bit of a social game involved, though. So that was um, something we tried to be. We tried to get along with all the teams and like use that to our advantage and. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a tiny bit of a social game, but not much. I mean, you saw even like good friends where you turning each other. It's crazy. Right. And in terms of the U-turns that we saw over the course of the season, there was a lot of drama. Did you guys have a game plan for how to deal with all that drama? Yeah. I mean, you like, and that, that was part of what Nicole was talking about, the social game. You go into it trying to get, you know, friendly with everybody and really trying not to draw too much attention to yourself. Like, like uh, getting a first yeah, isn't always the best. Yeah, exactly. Because when you get to these U-turn boards, you don't want them being like, oh, Nick and Vic are so strong. We want to U-turn them. Mm-hmm. And and when drama does come up, you just try to shy away as best you can and just hope for the best. And, and handling it in the proper way uh, hopefully doesn't get you U-turned. Uh, we survived one, but the next one, obviously, I made a mistake by calling out uh, the Afghanimals name. <laughs> but it would have been nice if they had turned on that and that was definitely a possibility um but when it came down to it i mean we survived that second u-turn and it really solidified that wow you know we are an amazing race team now we're in it and we've gone we've gotten a non-elimination we've uh, almost missed the flight and we've been uh u-turned and survived so i think it's official now (laughs) yep so in that last leg uh, that you guys competed in, uh, that you guys were out in the boats and you uh, were attempting to try to uh, row f- uh, across that distance in a minute, and then you ended up uh, switching. How, how close had you guys uh, come to getting to the finish line? Ooh, I, not close. Not nearly as close or, or as well as one would think by watching it. I think I only had one good run, and that was the one run that they showed. Um, in hindsight, because hindsight's always twenty twenty. as soon as Colin and Christy showed up after us being there for an hour and a half, two hours, we should have left. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Tyler and Corey were still there as well. They left not long after Colin and Christy showed up, but that should have been our cue that it, it was almost like a flashback of uh, Brett and Chris mm-hmm. in Croatia. Mm-hmm. You know, they team showed up. It's like, oh, they should have just switched and stayed at the but you get like feeling like, oh, I just dedicated two hours and I don't want to waste those two hours. But then at the same time, yeah, we definitely should have switched 
way before we did. Yeah. I didn't know it only took us four times in the taxi, too. I was like, dang, that's pretty impressive. That's not two hours <laughs> worth. <you know>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much total time did uh, going on the taxi side of the detour take? Oh, it was the one. So it's 50, like a 15 minute ride, 15, yeah. 20 minute ride. So it would have been like a little, an hour or a little bit more for four rides. Yeah. Okay. And when we left, like when we left in the boat, like Colin and Christy were struggling. And I think that's what was like optimism. Made, yeah. And it showed Vic like, okay, well, you know, Colin's a beast and like him and Vic, they were just beasting out the whole race together, like almost side by side. And he's struggling, so let's just, like, switch. And we thought they'd go through the whole, like, two-hour process we went through. But, man, he crushed yeah. it. I don't even know how, but they were flipping when we left. So we had, like, a little bit of confidence of, okay, we do have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, that was uh, very, very impressive uh, what he was able to do. When you guys got to the market, uh, how, how much time did you spend shopping for all of the different items that you needed? Not long because we knew our dreams were crushed. Yeah, <laughs> we, we were we, like getting there and seeing Con and Christy assembling. They and were pretty looking much, for like one thing. Yeah, they pretty much had everything together and, and we we're just getting our clue to go. I mean, it. it it really makes it tough to go searching. And on top of the fact that most of all the items are already gone from the market. Mm-hmm. So they're not in bunches. They're just, there's only one of each item. So it makes it that much harder to go find. Uh, so I don't know how much time we spent in the market before we came back and, and, and sat down or stood on the mat with Phil to tell us that, uh, you know, that was it for us. Yeah. We, we it was so sad to get out of the taxi and see, we had no idea. I mean, I'm so happy for them and they won and they are so great. But like in that moment, we just didn't know where they were and to see them and for them to be able to complete yeah, that challenge yeah. that was like impossible to us. It was when I mean, we lost to the best. So Victor in the coding challenge that uh, I'm sure it must've been very intimidating that you come in and then here's uh, Christy and Corey, uh, they're working together. Could you tell that they were purposely, uh, not giving you any information? Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I would hear them talking before, you know, coming around the corner before I walked in the room. And then when I walked in, they would stop talking. And then I, you know, I would ask questions and it was kind of like standoffish, not really information or hiding back their paper. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to figure this out on my own. But something that was uh, left out is Christy did actually help me. And I, and I got to give credit for that, but I had to wait until Corey left the room and she was alone. And once she was alone, she, it it wasn't in her to just going to help you at all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But she only gave little bit of information. It's not like she gave me letters. She just kind of gave me the instructions in a way that I could understand it because reading them, I couldn't. And after that, I just went off on my own. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, it felt a little bad because everybody had been working together up to that point, even with us and us working with other people. And Helen and Christy, we worked with a lot. Up exactly. To this point. A and, lot. and so to get that like cold shoulder was like, Oh, wow this sucks. And so it did feel really good to get out of there before both of them. Now, I'm sure as you guys were watching the finale, you must have been talking through, okay, uh, we would have had a problem with this. We would have been great at this. Uh, how, How do you guys think you would have done on that final leg? Well, so Vic had done six roadblocks. I had done five. So I would have had to do the like combination. Mm-hmm. I am afraid of height. But I do memorize numbers really well, and I think I'm really good at, like, following, like, directions like that, you know, 
I'm good with numbers. And if not, I would have been like me and Leo would have been down there or whoever, like together. But I think we would have been okay on that. And then Vic, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think all in all, uh, I think we would have been at the drum sets. Uh, mm-hmm. And it would just how it was with the other teams. I think we would have been right there with them putting the drums together uh, in nervous angst to get out of there uh, because each of the competitions, you know, the falling, I think we would have had that. No yeah. problem. The putting the, the discs, those records together. I, I am like so OCD. Yeah. I'm so OCD and attention to detail, something like that, that mm-hmm. I think I'd be like calling and get them in the first five. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it would have came down to putting together the drum sets. And as the well. guys that were from Michigan, it would have gave us that little like, this <laughs> is so exciting. Like we were crushed when we heard it was in Michigan. How um, important would it be for the two of you to uh, go back and then uh, return to the Amazing Race? Um, this it depends on what type of season they're doing. <laughs> no, but for me, for like for example, I feel like had we gone into the race with all first time racers, it would have been a completely different ball game. It goes to show if you you know out of the last five teams, four of them were race teams and sure. then us, so they had done it before. And so, you know, if you take that out and just put us with all new racers, I think it would be a whole lot easier. For but us. now, now we're, we've done it before. So we'll never be with. Exactly. You never know. Unless they do like newbies versus vets yeah. or something like that. But at the same time, like even just That's going in. Special uh, and, yeah. <laughs> but even going in, like, I think if we went against uh, uh, previous racers again, I think we'd do really well because we've already tested that. You okay. know? And we were against some good racers. I think that that's. That goes to show. Yeah, yeah that, that uh, caliber. Well, that that you know, no matter what other racers were in there, I don't know if there's better racers than the racers we race with. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they're good racing teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so thank you both so much for uh, coming on again. I, I really appreciate you making some time to talk to me. Can you let the listeners know how to listen to your podcast? Yeah, you can uh, always go to www.cococaliente. Dot com. Uh, yeah, com, or you can find us on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, or you can just go to our Instagram and you can find all the episodes there, Coco uh, Caliente Podcast. Okay. Yeah. All the best to the two of you. Congrats again on the engagement and all your success on uh, the race and the new podcast and uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. All right, take care, guys. Bye. All right, everybody, there you have it. Nicole and Victor here on Rob Has a Podcast. Glad it ended up working out. We had the chance to talk to them. Again, uh, check out our recap of the amazing race finale over two hours, talking about the two-hour finale of the show. And, of course, we have our exit interviews from yesterday all up in our podcast feed. I also spoke this morning to Eric Stein on the Summer Stein, so check that out as well all at robhasawebsite.com slash iTunes. All right. Thanks so much to uh, Scott St. Pierre putting this all together again. And to you, uh, the listener, if you want to get even more involved with Rob as a podcast and get all of the behind the scenes information of everything that's going on, head on over to our Patreon page at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. We got a lot of patron shows coming up over the weekend into uh, the beginning of next week. So plenty of patron content coming your way in addition to all the shows you're hearing in the podcast feed at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.